G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. One of the most perplexing questions that each of us faces in life at some point is, who am I? What was I made to do? All too often, we go looking for the answers in all the wrong places. And the image that we build of ourselves, the understanding that we have of who we are, becomes twisted and distorted. That one thing has ruined and is ruining many a life. I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome again to the program as we take a look at your self-image from a different perspective. One of the things that many people ponder in life is this question of who am I? We have so many pictures and images of who we should be thrust under our noses on a daily basis, and yet none of them rings true. So we end up feeling a bit like refugees lost. The media and the advertisers, they, they want to define success for us. They want to tell us what it means to be open-minded. They, they want to tell us what we should aspire to. They want to tell us what a happy, well-adjusted family looks like and what beauty looks like and, and what we have to achieve and who we have to be and, and what we have to look like in order to be successful. They tell us that if we don't look like this, we haven't made it. But we can if only we'll buy their product. Now, I don't know about you, but I can get so lost in that maze because my life never quite looks like those images of success that they wave under my nose. And so we compare ourselves with other people, people who look successful, and so often we come to the conclusion that we aren't. We aren't successful. We aren't beautiful. We, we don't fit the mould. And so that question, who am I, rattles around in that empty, hollow void inside. Who am I? Have you ever been to one of those fairs, you know, where they have the Ferris wheels and the the merry-go-rounds and the amusements and the sideshows? And down in Sideshow Alley, they have those distorted mirrors. You know, you walk in front of one and you look tall and skinny or short and fat or all wobbly and wavy. They're good fun for a little while, about a minute or two. But imagine if our mirrors at home were like that, all distorted. Not good. I remember when I was working as an IT consultant, one of the clients I used to work for, the front of their offices had this glass that was a perfect distortion of me. It made me look just a bit slimmer and just a bit taller. You know, I could have stood in front of that door all day long to look at myself. We'd like to have a mirror like that in the home, wouldn't we? Hmm. Or would we? My hunch is, whenever we get a distorted image of ourselves, of who we are, that's not a good thing, even if we happen to like the distorted image better than the real one. For example, the distorted image that society puts up, that you you can be whoever you want to be, it's all up to you, it's all out there, just go and, and be whoever you want to be. Now, I'm 5 foot 9 inches or about 174 centimetres tall, so it doesn't matter how much I want to be a famous basketball player, I'm never going to be a basketball player. In fact, there are some things in life that I'm decidedly not good at. If I try to be those things and do those things, it'd be a bad fit. Maybe that's why so many people aren't happy, because they're trying to do jobs or be someone that they're quite simply not cut out to be. Aspiring to something that we're never going to be good at is one of the worst things that we can do in the world. 
I wonder if that's why there were so many people who literally hate their jobs. I was looking at a recent job satisfaction survey on the internet. Have a listen to these stats. 45% of workers say that they're either satisfied or extremely satisfied with their jobs. You know what that means? That means that 55% or over half aren't. Of the 45% who said they were happy, less than half again, in fact, only 20% felt that they were passionate about their jobs. That means that 80% of people going to work don't feel passionate about their jobs. And 33%, fully a third of people, believe they'd reached a dead end in their careers, that there was no hope for the future. 21% were eager to change careers. Now, I think those statistics are a tragedy. The vast majority of people aren't passionate about what they do every day. So many people aren't enjoying their lives. But let's look at the flip side of the coin. There are a whole bunch of people wandering around in life, believing with every fibre of their being that they're worthless. Oh, I'm only a stay-at-home mum. I'm only a clerk. I'm not as smart or as good-looking or as talented or, or as successful or as wealthy or as whatever as the next person is. So many people and advertisers and product managers and and self-styled gurus out there want to tell us who we should be and how we should get there, and if we aren't, we need to get onto their program. Amidst all of that, here's the question, who am I? Who are you in the cosmos, in the scheme of things? How do you define your worth and who you actually are? And if you're living your life that way, then you're living a powerless life, a life that will ultimately count for nothing, in a very real sense, That was the life that I was living until I discovered Jesus and what he had to say about me, how God sees me, what what his view of me from heaven's balcony looks like. And that's something that you find in the Bible over and over again. I want to set you a challenge today. I want you to read the first three chapters of the book of Ephesians, only a few pages, and I want you to write down all the things that just those three chapters say about you. Let me give you the first few. You're a saint. Grace and peace are yours. You're already blessed with every spiritual blessing. You were chosen before the creation of the world. You were predestined, adopted into God's family, redeemed, forgiven. God's grace is being lavished on you. Wisdom and understanding are yours. God's will is being made known to you. And I haven't even arrived at the 10th verse of the first chapter yet. Do you get it? The Bible presents a radically different view of who you are. The Bible tells you who God says you are. So instead of believing the distorted images that the world throws back at you, you can see a crystal clear, accurate representation of who you are. As one of my Bible college professors, Dr. Barry Chant, often used to say, you and I need to ditch our worldly self-image and develop a faith image by discovering and believing what God has to say about you. Because when you know who you really are, who you are in Christ, you will have laid hold of the power to be who God made you to be. It's a power that will completely and utterly and radically transform your life. You see, God is no peddler of good philosophies or belief systems. He's not some distorted mirror of low self-esteem or unrealistic stereotypes. If God truly is God, if God made you and me, the question is, how does he see us? The answer to that question tells us who we really are. And not knowing who we are is like trying to navigate your place from A to B with an inaccurate map. Blind Freddy can see that that's no way to live your life. I come back to it again, to the many people I speak to about the problems that they're experiencing in life. When I ask them, how often do you read your Bible? Invariably, they tell me in a low voice with obvious embarrassment, well, you know, not very often. 
Okay, then, so when was the last time you opened your Bible and spent just five minutes listening to what God wants to tell you? The answer, for many, is months and even years. Who am I? If that's a question that you want the answer to, a question, let me say, that you want the right answer to, if you want an accurate map for your life, the only place that you're going to find that is in the Bible, God's Word. Because when we come to His Word, the Bible without questions like, who am I? The Holy Spirit breathes those truths into our heart. I can't do that for you. Only you can do that with Him. Only He can do that for you. And that stuff is the stuff that's in the Bible. Because all of us who are led by God's Spirit are children of God. So so let me take you back to that challenge. Open your Bible. Go to Ephesians chapters 1, 2, and 3 in the New Testament. Read them and write down everything that you find in those few short pages that tell you who you are. I found over 30 statements about my identity in Christ. Let's see how many you can find. Write them down, ponder them, believe them. And tell me then if you don't find power unlimited to live your life. I'd like to remind you that if you have a prayer need, we would love to pray for you. Listen, the only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. Just let that sink in. The only sort of prayer the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. So if you'd like us to pray with you, in fact, if you'd like our whole prayer community to pray with you, stop by online at powerfulprayer.org to share your prayer request. It's completely confidential. Your name won't be displayed. And in fact, while you're there, perhaps you could pray for one or two others and leave them an encouraging word. The Bible says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So let us pray for you and with you. And let's just see what God does, how he intervenes, how he chooses to bless you. That web address again is powerfulprayer.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again, same time Monday, with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.